And on with the show, this is it. What are you? You okay? I'm so happy. I'm so happy. Jeez, now what? You know I'm happy? Tell me, please. What is This is it, by the way, on with the show. I'm happy because we're back. Oh, right. We haven't been around for a while. I I think many people missed us. Do you think? I miss me. Well. I miss you. I missed you. Let's miss each other. We did. Done. There you Let's go. miss each other. <laughs> oh, is that what the kids are calling it these days? Let's so how, miss how was, each uh, other. How the holidays? How the holidays? Oh my God, holidays! There are people talking. <laughs> <laughs> We're not doing the show too lightly for you guys, are we? Sorry, okay. we interrupted something. Stick your sorries in a sack, Mister. Oh. Um. So, yeah, I mean, the holidays were great. I mean, you know what? I needed that time off. I needed to I needed to uh, refresh myself. I needed recharge. to recharge. I needed to, to uh, not here, stop. Here's, here's, a, here's, a, here's, a, here's a Keithism here. So, so recalibrate. Recalibrate. So, so, did you recalibrate? I recalibrated. <laughs> I sound like George Bush right there. I was like, I'll recalibrate. <laughs> it wouldn't be prudent. It was a whole thing of the recalibrification. Recalibrification. Not to just recalibrate, George. Recalibrification is what we're talking about here. You know what I feel like? I feel like um, you ever seen uh, the movie The Wall? Oh, boy. A long time ago. Pink Floyd. Yeah. Yeah. Long to college. I feel like... I feel like... If you don't eat your meat... an appropriate song... For what? I don't understand what you're driving at. <laughs> you don't? Uh, what do you mean? Oh, if, if you've noticed, my my political isms have been glaringly absent. Once in a while, I'll, I, I, I'll listen, throw a little I zinger out there. There's way too much going on. There's too, <laughs> it's too much. It's too busy. I had enough. I Listen, I spent more time looking at entertainment stuff than I did... Uh, you know, looking at anything else because uh, you know the, it's so out of hand now. It's nuts. It just it's so out of hand. Nuts. It's so much. I can't. You know, do it. It's don't exhausting. do it. Build it. Don't build it. Get something done because here's do the something. thing. Well, here's the thing, and I, I'm not going to wax eloquent about all this, but you know, if you go back on all these clips from oh, I don't know, um, uh, uh, Bo from 2005, Chuck U. Schumer from 2015. Um, uh, Hillary from 2018 uh, and and Nancy P from I don't know a couple three years ago they're all banging the drum we should build a, 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 a barrier we should build a barrier we should build a barrier and here are these reasons now all of a sudden their guy's not around anymore and I get that that's fine uh, you know, it's like oh this barrier's bad it's, it's immoral immoral you're going to tell the Pope at the Vatican that Vatican City with the 40 wow. foot high wall is I immoral I wasn't looking for this. But so just, just saying. You know. So, you know what? And my point is this. This is my point. Build it. Don't build it. Do something. Make a decision. Do something. Make a decision. Well, that's it. Some kind of a decision. Because, you know what? Here's, here's the thing. Go talk to Kate Steinle's uh, family. You know, the, that girl from uh, that got murdered in San Francisco right. when she was walking with her father. Go talk to that Corcoran young man, the last name Corcoran, who got killed last week, I think, on the 29th. Are you talking about people who are illegal that killed people? Correct. Because you know there are people that are Americans that killed people. I understand that, too. Okay. Just, However, I just want to clarify. Killing I, I, no, is no, killing. no, no, no. But crazy the, is crazy. Here's the thing. I'm you know, you get, you get, you get. Because then you can say, well, if that person wasn't in the country, she wouldn't have gotten killed. This is what I'm saying. However, 
who's to say she wouldn't have gotten killed by something else? Somebody I, else. It, it, and, if, and if ifs and buts were candy, we that's every who's day would say, be my birthday. Everything is a, is, a, is a if. Like, I, I hate that argument. I just hate it. I hate it because... I hate it because everything is a if. Like, I don't like the fact that people say, well, she wouldn't have, you know, that person was illegal, and if he wasn't left in this country, she wouldn't have died. Who's to say she wouldn't have gotten murdered by an American Do person? Do we know it? just you, you it's don't. It's like crazy's crazy. I don't give a crap if you're from friggin' Puerto Rico or you're from Texas hand, you're or you're exactly from right. Omaha. It is crazy what it is, is but here's the thing. You know well, what? Err on, on the side. Err on the side of yeah. caution. And if there's a cautionary tool oh, to be used, this friggin' chair. I'm gonna hurt you. <laughs> keep, talking, chair. keep talking. Keep talking. I'm gonna take this chair and I'm gonna throw it through the window. I'm coming. I know. You told me. No, I can feel it. I can feel it that sinking. Cotton picking chair. There it goes. Do something. Keep talking. Don't do something. Build something. Don't build something. Use technology. Yeah. Don't use technology. But these knuckleheads who come in from wherever they come in, from the next town over or the next country over, something's got to be done. That's all I got to say about that. Whatever's going to be here. Here she comes, everybody. Here she goes. Take that chair. It's a nutty chair. It's a big nutty. This is probably a crappy chair too, but I'll take it. No, you've used that one. It's one with the one arm. Yeah. Yeah. We we call it the we call it the the slot machine chair because it's only got one arm. You got it. Anyway, do something. Don't do something. He's making decisions. So again, back to holidays. Spent? Did you spend the holidays with Lieutenant Dan? Lieutenant Dan. Lieutenant Dan. I work with a guy named Dan. Is that right? I do. Is he a lieutenant? No. Was he a lieutenant? Do we know what rank he was? Is? Should be? No. It's a big question mark. What the hell's going on? <laughs> oh, y'all, it's just a... Now the break in the wall. And we're back. <laughs> I, just, I was trying to sing that song. I wanted to sing that song so bad. Because every time they say the wall, I only think about Pink Floyd's The Wall. Am I the only one? Me too. Me too. That's all, every single, yep. you should thank you. And there was every a, there was a single jingle, time. Do you remember the, uh, the record store, The Wall? Years, this, I'm going to like, no. like 20 years ago. I'm not ago. from here, you know? No, 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 no. It was, it was a national franchise. No. Music from the wall. No. I think of that all the time. No, it's got to be an American I think, thing. I think of people with the wall. I'm sorry. Every single time. No. They go, oh, the wall. I go, the wall. Every time. Another brick in the wall. We don't need no And they go, tear down the wall. Another brick in the wall. All no, alone or in twos. Oh, we all. Those who really love you. Walk Hand oh, in here hand we go, here we go. Outside the wall. <laughs> there it is. In the classroom. Yeah, that's the jam right there. From the spring of 1980, everybody came out of 1979 uh, from the wall, the album, it's the wall. The single, everybody, went to number one for five weeks on the big board, billboard, big board, top 100. Hi, teacher. teacher. Leave them kids alone. That's right. If you don't eat your meat, you can't, can't get have any, any pudding. pudding. How can you have any pudding? Wait. All we are is just a, another brick in the wall. I don't the wall. Do it in the Trump. Do it in the Trump. Do it Trump. Wait. All in all, it's just, whoa, I just hit myself, which is the best thing you've ever seen, by the way. It's just another brick in the wall. Yes. That's it. We don't need no Chuck you Schumer. There we go. Now Absolutely. we're talking. What's that, Mr. Trump? We don't need no Nancy 
Pelosi. We don't. Chuck and Nancy show. Horrible. Worst ever show you ever saw. What's that, Mr. Trump? It's nothing but dark sarcasm with those two creeps. In the classroom? In the classroom. In the Congress. Everywhere. Believe me. Best sarcasm ever, which stinks. <laughs> Just leave them alone. Oh, my God. Leave them alone. I'm telling you, if anybody bites this bit, <laughs> I'm going to trademark this. Because Trump singing the wall, you know that's an SNL sketch. Right? Hey, oh. Congress, build my freaking wall. There we go. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, you watch. This is this Saturday. Uh, what's his name? Um, um, Baldwin. Alec Baldwin will be on there. Build my stinking wall. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I'm, I'm surprised no one's done it yet. Because, uh, I, I, again, it's coming. that's all, every time he says it, I just think about this it's song. Coming, man. I can't be the only one. It's coming. Me and Gene. We can't be the only ones. Let me tell you, me and Gene, we're going to build this wall. We're going to build it big, brother. <laughs> I know. Me and Gene Okerlund hate that. Did he really just talk? Yeah, about a week or so ago. I was still, I was still so caught up in R. Kelly. I didn't know what was going on. <laughs> you and the other six hundred women. What? So R. Kelly. Mm, I, you know, I got my notes on that. So oh, we need to boy. get to that segment quick. <laughs> we got any R. Kelly, or are we not allowed to Toot download that? Sweet. <laughs> you know, because you know, I believe. You can fly. I, he could fly. He could do something. He could probably fly out of the country Listen, and stay absent for a while I, as far as he's I concerned. I am mes- <laughs> I am mesmerized by that documentary. Oh, I mean mesmerized. My. Like to the point where I gotta watch it again. Let That's me ask you a question. Was. What was what was the basic theme of the documentary? Oh John. No, 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 just uh, oh, I, which? I, Here we go. Wait. I like girls that are underage. <laughs> yes, he does. The meaning of molest. <laughs> what? It's so bad. It's not funny, but it's funny. It's, a little funny, it's, it's funny, but not funny at the same time. So that was the whole. Oh, you don't even know. So they, I didn't watch it. I just heard you about it. They, they pinned. Him this is what sucks. Corner. You know what sucks? This is one of the my nice favorite song. favorite songs. I love the it's lyrics. I love the cook. I love, and and he messed this up for me. I'm so mad that he messed this very up. Very angry. Me. I'm very. You don't even know. I understand. If you watch this, you would come in here and you'd be like in a rage. And I know how sensitive you are. Okay, cut it. I'm, I'm no more the molester, please. I love that song, but he just tainted the crap out of it. So am I the only one? Did anybody watch this series in this room? Anybody? She okay. just said taint. So, um, <laughs> I had to bring it back to the locker room. Sorry. Oh, you don't, you don't even know. So first of all, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just, let's, let's just nail it down. So basically, anybody who was around... Um, in the days back in uh, early, late 90s, early 2000s, late 90s, early 2000s. So uh, R. Kelly married Aaliyah, uh, and it was a secret marriage, but, and at the time Aaliyah was uh, uh, 14 oh. or 15 years of age, and what? he was uh, 26, I think. Oh, oh my. Okay? So, and at the time people were always talking about it, you know, but it kind of like, it got brushed under the rug, I think, because, you know, people were like, oh, they fell in love, and, you know, who age is just a number, which, by the way, was Aaliyah's first single, which was written by R. Oh. Kelly. When was this again? Uh, late 90s, early 2000s. So I think it was like two, 
It might have been 2000. So none of this social media. Oh, no, it was. It was. Because Aaliyah died. Okay, wait. What? September 11, 2001. Aaliyah's been dead for years. What? Aaliyah's been dead since. Whoa. She I'm died. Sure yeah, that. she died before September 11th. So, oh. yeah. So she died in, I think, 2000, if I remember correctly. So, so this was late years. 90s. Late 90s. Um, so yeah, late nineties he married Aaliyah. And no social media back then. P.S. You know, the tobacco drama and all. Yeah, uh, it was limited. it was it was internet. It was, it was there, email. but it was limited. There was no Facebook. There was no. No, no, none of that. You know, none my, of that. My face or was, MySpace, whatever the hell it was called. Yeah, I think MySpace was MySpace out back then. MySpace might have just. If it was, it really time. wasn't. It wasn't not a whole lot of no, traction no. yet. No. But uh, so and then um, so I worked at a hip hop radio station. Uh, in Boston. Thanks a lot. Come on, everybody. I'm not going to say the again. station because, uh, oh, I can't because I'm going to tell you when I say the story, oh. it probably oh. wouldn't be the right thing to say. Whoops. <laughs> so I remember very well uh, being in the hallway and in the conference room, the, uh, the DJ was watching a video. And I remember he called myself and a couple other people into the conference room to see this video. And I remember he said to us, he said, isn't that R. Kelly? Because the whole thing with this video was that R. Kelly was denying it was him. And he was saying, that's not me. That's not me in court. Right. And um, so, you know. He was acquitted, was he not? He was acquitted. Right. Because the girl in the video, her parents denied it was her, but it was her. They didn't want to drag her through the mud. And, you know, so that's why he got acquitted. Of course. But I remember the video pretty vividly because I remember going in and watching it. And uh, it was probably up there in one of the most disturbing things I've seen. And I've seen oh. some pretty disturbing things. It was very disturbing because um, the girl looked about 13, maybe, ah. I'd say. Um, yes. And the things he was doing to her was uh, really foul. But, you know, when we watched it, he was like, you know, is, do you think that's R. Kelly? And it was 100% it was R. Kelly. Wow. I mean, you could see it as plain as day. So I don't know what jury said it wasn't him, because it was him. You could see it wow. was him. Wasn't wow, 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 wow. But, uh, you know, I remember that kind of stuck with me. But what I remembered was when I saw it, I was like, wow, he's going to be in so much trouble. He's going to be arrested. He's going to go to jail. He's this is gonna, how many years ago? Early 2000s, so, so 2002, so like 3, around that 17 time. years later? Yeah. 16 years later? Now it's all coming out. Oh, holy yeah. right. And you here's the crazy kidding. thing is that I remember wow. thinking that, and then when he got acquitted, I was thinking, am I missing something? Like, what happened? And then it just kind of like, everyone just kind of let it go. It just kind of went away. And now, finally, we have this six-part documentary and there's like so many women. I mean, it's crazy. And all their stories are about when they met him when they were 13, 14, 15, 16 years old. Yo. Yeah. And it's crazy. And it's so crazy. What's even crazier is that he was not only, you know, uh, you know, engaging in sex with these kids, mm. but he was also beating them. He was beating them. He was starving whoa, them. Whoa, 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 whoa. What, what do you think about... Uh, uh, no, everybody's comparing him uh, no different than Hugh Hefner. No. Because you know Hugh Hefner had a lot of uh, young girls at his mansion too. That's how Bill Cosby met the other the fifteen year old. He 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 sure did. Yeah. Um, well, here's the issue. This is the issue, and then we can talk about all the other things that are going on, and I'll I'll move I just, on. I just, I just want to add this to it. Um, Go ahead. 
I just want to add this to it. You know, I, I disagree with anyone under 18 or 19, whatever, being at the at the uh, the Hefner Mansion in the first place. And my question is, where were the parents? And, uh, how did right, and that's them? always the question for everybody. It's always where are the parents? That's now, now uh, I have so many views on this, but this is what I can tell you. Parents were either quickly, perhaps quite possibly to me, out of the picture or waiting for a payday. Yeah, or... Book. Or the, the yeah. child lies well, to the I parent. Know. Because, I mean, I have to say, when I was 12 years old, I went on a Greyhound bus and went to see the police. And I didn't tell my mother. She didn't know where I was. I lied. I said I was slipping over to a friend's house right. and hopped on a bus and went to see the police. And now, mind you, I wasn't going that. and having sex with the police. Though no. probably, uh, <laughs> Sting, I probably may, you know. But I was 12. So let's get that out of there. 12 or 13. I'm 13. Finger, but, yeah. But, you know. <laughs> But my point being is that my mother didn't know. Wow. Now, you know, if something, if I was up to no good and then somebody said, well, you know, where was the parent? Well, my mother had no idea. Well, I lied. Course. So a lot of times, well, and you all remember. didn't do that through the exactly. years. Exactly. That's what I was please. just going to say. If I had a nickel from every time I was about 11, maybe 12, 13 years old till uh, hell's bells until I moved out of the house the year after I graduated college, a year after. You know, where, uh, where are you going? Uh... I'm going over by Michael. We're going to go over to the uh, to the bar sure. guy, and I'm going to stay at his place. You're going to hang. I'm, oh, okay. Yeah. I wasn't that bar. And, and things know. have changed significantly since we were younger. Well, but mind that. you, I'm talking about the 80s, which wasn't that much further from when the R. Kelly stuff started, which was in the 90s. So it's not really that much of a difference. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, you would. I lied to go places all the time. And I, I would hop on buses and go to different houses and tr- take off trips, and I would lie to my mother all the time my mother was a single mom but I I lied to do what I needed to do so you know where the parents were I think you know another thing is too is that a lot of these moms when they were talking to them they're saying that their child would say you know I want to be a singer I you know R. Kelly is offering me mm-hmm. the opportunity right. to uh, get a recording uh, contract and these parents believed it um, it Who's a you know? I don't know. Some parents. I want. I want to please my child. I want my child to get everything she possibly can get. And and maybe they were very naive to believe so. But yeah, Tracy, you know, I got to say, um, when I was growing up, you know, I lived in a place where I mean, there was only one bus on, and a lot of my friends didn't live in the area I was living at. So my mom and my uh, stepfather, they had a, a strap on all of his kids. You know, it was like, all right, where you going? You know, your girlfriend's at 9 o'clock. If you're not in this house by 9 o'clock. Well, that's the way you're brought up, though. Yeah. So I couldn't really, you know, lie and say, I'm going to go to here. I had to actually be honest and say, I want to go to this concert. Because if I wasn't in the house at 9 o'clock, my mom will, will have everybody well, yeah, searching. Well, you were brought up that way. No, yeah. parents are that But the kid like next that. door was uh, going up to the mental lands, you know, seeing the Grateful right. Dead for three days. Right. I mean, you know, it's, yeah. it's just... And it's not because my mother wasn't a good mother, because my mom was a great mom. And I mean, my mom, the one thing she always said, she said, if you want to go out, you go out, but you always have to call me so I know you're alive. Right. That was her main thing. I just want to know you're okay. And she gave me a lot of freedom, my mother. But... I did lie to go where I wanted to go because I didn't want to worry her, but I'd always call her and say, hey, I'm fine. And as long as she got that phone call, she was all right. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, yeah. I mean, um, unless, like, I remember the first trip my mom allowed me to go by myself. Well, it was real, I wasn't going by myself. I had, uh, it was my first trip to Canada. Uh, mm-hmm. We camped out on uh, Lake Ontario. Nice. And it was like a three or four day camping trip. Of, like, I was going to church. So, 
it, so but me when I was in Canada, I was like, here's twenty dollars. You call me as soon as we, you get up there, because if you're not up there, I'm coming up there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but that so, was the way yeah, you were raised, raised, you know. And, and some parents totally. are. I mean, I like I said, I had a single mom, and and uh, you know, my mom had to to do what she needed to do to support my me and myself and my sister. She had to do that. And I think it just depends on the parent. I mean, I don't think all parents are bad parents, but I think no, you remember no. when you were a kid. Of course. Yeah. People it was just, last week. Right. I mean, yeah. you know, we, I went out, and this, this is, you know, this is nothing compared to going to a concert or, you know, hanging with R. Kelly or the, the, the Hefner Mansion. But, you know, we went out, my buddy Jimmy and I, we, we were looking at colleges. Um, gee, I guess it would have been... Uh, Right about this time of year, our senior year in high school, and we were, you know, locking up the final cut, so to speak, of colleges because February, March, we were going to figure out where all we were going to go. And he and I went out to Western Pennsylvania, to Meadville, Pennsylvania, which is like right over there at the Ohio border, um, okay, uh, to, to Allegheny College. His brother had gone there, and we had been out there a year before goofing around when his brother Donald graduated, and we both kind of liked it, so we applied. He uh, he had friends out there that we stayed with, um, you know, <laughs> women, but, you know, they didn't want anything to do with high school kids. But we stayed out there. And my dad was like, now, listen, it's going to be it's going to be nasty. Maybe on the on the when you come home on whatever day we came home, here's 50 bucks. I want you to not come home the whole way because, you know, we went out there the day before the tour was that day. And then we were coming home. It's gonna be it's gonna be dark early, it's gonna be done, it's gonna be blah, blah. Stay over. Get to about I don't know, Clearfield and stay over or stay college and stay over. Screw that. We just we hightail it back. We had Jimmy and I had something we wanted to do that next day, I forget what. It was one was with his other older brother. And I got, you know, we got to the hotel that night, which was actually, you know, Jimmy's brother's place. I called him up because this is, this is 1982. There was no caller ID. There was no cell phones. There was no nothing. It was just ring, Pay ring. Phone. Yeah, just ring, ring, hello. So I called Dad. Hey, Dad, listen, we're, we're stopping for the night. Yeah, I've done that too. Collect call from John. <laughs> um, collect call from John. We're fine. <laughs> so... Uh, so I said, uh, yeah, we stop, we're going to get something to eat, and we're going to hit the sack. Okay, be careful tomorrow. Boom, click. And as far as he knew, you know, but he, he was insistent, as my mother was too, you need to stay because it's going to be late, it's going to be cold, and it's supposed to be nasty out there. I don't know what weather report he was looking at because, again, the Weather Channel or weather.com did not exist. But he, he got some intel, and, it, and it, it, was, it was wrong. But, you know, it was, I went... 180 degrees contrary to my mother and dad's wishes, you know, and at 17 years old, I'm like, please, I'm Superman, I'm indestructible, who the hell are you? And it worked out, and it worked out. Your concert when you were 12 or 13 worked out. You know, a a bunch of other stuff that we all did worked out, but there's that one kid, you know, because he's a knucklehead or because he got involved in hanging around with knuckleheads, you know, that... The the work that it's gonna work out factor is a lot less, you know. True. I was fortunate in that I didn't hang around with a with a bunch of some men headed jerk offs. I just didn't, you know. And it, I I didn't have time for it then, and I still don't have time for it now. 
you know, and that's the problem. You get, you know, and I'm quite sure that you know, your your family, Reuben, whether whether you knew it or know it or not, you know, that was part of it. You, they don't they don't need you, you know, dicking around with a bunch of knuckleheads, right. you know, and then then the knuckleheads be like, hey man, this will be fun. Oh really? Jumping into a cold lake in the middle of the winter at like eight o'clock at night, so my body well, freezes and I today. drown. Yeah, kind of, my company was, did that. We jumped in a uh, the ocean. That's today. insane. Well, John, there was one. Uh, one time uh, at band camp. No, oh. actually, <laughs> <laughs> thank you. There, well, I think we were like ten years old or something like that. We went. There was a park and it had a lake. Yeah, uh, or a pond rather. Right? Pool, pond, pond would be good pond. for you. Oh yeah, pond. Yeah. <laughs> Any, anything would be good, but go ahead. Yeah, good pond. Yeah. And <laughs> you live out there on Briar, don't you? You know, go ahead. <laughs> It was the silliest thing. I think we were like, yeah, I guess we were about 10, 11, maybe 12. And uh, it was in the wintertime. It was like a really cold uh, January. And, uh, you know, back then in January in the 80s. Yeah, it was cold. It actually snowed. It snowed and there was ice, of course. What is snow? It's snow. Baby, don't hurt me. Baby, don't hurt me. Yeah. (laughs) It's not cold. Baby, don't hurt me. Not what is love. uh, What is snow? So we were thinking about, and so we we saw everybody, you know, like, you know, walking on ice and everything. So we figured the ice looks solid, <laughs> right? However, so we decided, oh, the ice looks solid enough. Maybe we could ride our bikes on it. Oh, yeah, <laughs> because that's the smart move. move right. <laughs> you know. Wow. I was one of the three. All you heard was crack, splash. Oh, <laughs> right. Yikes. right at the edge of the thing. Yeah. So all my friends, we all pulled together. We're pulling out our bikes and everything like that. So when you're like 11, 12 years old, the bikes feel like it's really heavy. Oh, yeah. To get out of the water. Oh, yeah. And, 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 uh, and then one guy was like, I can't swim. Oh, man. <laughs> and this was just a little tiny pond. I get it. <laughs> you know, it wasn't, it wasn't like that. That stuff always freaked me out. There was yeah. uh, friends of ours who lived in town, and they moved up to uh, Chatham outside of Morristown, and we went up to visit, you know, one night, and, and uh, uh, the, the Clancy family, and, and the, the one, their one son, Brendan, was about my age, and Brendan, when I was a kid, and I, we used to just goof around all the time. You know, the parents would come over and play cards, and we would, you know, like do do you know little kid boy stuff and we had a ball well they moved up there and i'm about i'm about like 14 15 years old now and uh like you say it was the dead middle of winter this would have been about i'm going to say 1980 ish give or take a year or two it could have been 79 could have been 81 and uh it's just cold i mean cold to where when you breathe through your nose up in it crinkles like remember those how remember those cold days folks when you would and it all crinkly like up in your sinuses. Well, that, that's how cold it was. I mean, it was like single-digit cold and had been for a while. So they had a dog, a little uh, schnauzer, Ziggy, you know, and, they, and uh, hey, we should, hey, I'm going to take Ziggy for a walk, John. You want to come along? I'm like, yeah, sure. And sure enough, like you say, Rube, there was a pond uh, right, right across the way from uh, where they lived, like a street or two over. And he starts walking out in the pond. I'm like, what are you doing? And he said, John, it's, it's been like, you know, eight degrees here for two and a half weeks. There's got to be at least about a six inches, if not more, of ice. And he was right. He was right. But the problem I always have with it is you just really don't know. Okay? And as we're walking on this thing, and I'm not... I'm about 100 pounds lighter than I am now. I'm about maybe 150 pounds, 155 pounds, you know, and I'm all of like, what, 14 or something, okay? And all of a sudden, and you maybe have been on ice, you know, on a lake or a pond where you hear this, 
it's just it just cracks it moves that's just the, the natural evolution of the freeze so to speak freaked me out and I got the hell off that ice and there is there's Brendan and Ziggy just to do do come on, let's go home <laughs> oh no it just it just stuff like that and that was whether it was ice in the winter or something else in the summer I was always that guy who I damn it, I wanted to be in wanted to be in but man I just you know let's go swimming in this thing that has growth coming up from underneath it if we get tangled we may drown nope not doing it. Hey, you, 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 worst job, pussy. But yeah, okay. That's, that's Mr. Worst Job Pussy to you. I'm not, you know, whatever. And then I'm sure as shit, man. You know, the next day, I, I just I just walk home or go, go. But next day, hey, man, it's a good thing you didn't go in that pond, dude. You were right. Like, what are you talking about? Well, we had to, you know, luckily somebody had something, you know, they could cut the vine because so-and-so got his leg wrapped up yeah. in it and, and uh, he couldn't get out. Didn't pull him down, but he was close. I'm like, See, do you really see what I'm talking about here? You know, just you know, like like Howard Stern's father. Don't be stupid, you moron. I mean, just don't be stupid. It's dangerous, dangerous. You know, but but again, mm-hmm. whether it's jumping on the bus to the concert, whether it's walking the dog out on the ice that's been frozen for two and a half weeks, you know, when you're 18 years old or whatever, you're Alfred E. Newman on the on the cover of Mad Magazine. What me worry? You know. Uh, I get it. How was that concert, by the way? You said it was pretty great, no? The police? Yeah. I have to find those pictures. I promise. I promise. You I, got pictures? I prom. Yeah, believe it or not, wow. I, I had like a little tiny little Polaroid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One ten. I don't know what it was. <laughs> the little and flat I remember, camera. I promised. Uh, yeah, the little flat little one. Little pocket camera. I had yeah, one of them. Yeah, yeah, I had one of those. <laughs> and I, I promised Nanad at at your job. I promised him a picture, and I always forgot to bring it. I'd have to get that picture and post it. But uh, it was the best thing, probably best moment of my, my life, because I was. I was, it was a standing room only, Yo. and I was very little. I mean, I was very little. I was like five feet. I weighed about 80 pounds soaking wet. I was tiny. And was st- you had to run to get to your position. Festival seating. And um, I, I ran the fast, I was a very fast runner. I got to the front, and I was so little that I, they were rushing the stage and pushing me against the the gate like the, the barricade yeah the barricade so one of the security guys saw me and my face was like I mean it was kind of like what I want to build down down across yeah. Mexico that's he you want to tear down the wall for me <laughs> so he's like he's like I'm gonna lift you up over so I said okay so he lift me up over because he saw how I was like dying yeah. I was getting suffocated and then he says okay you gotta go over there I said I'm not missing the show I said I don't know where you're bringing me but I ain't missing the show right. I'm staying right here he said, all right, stay right there. So I was the only person wow. in that barricade. VIP. That's very true. Yeah. And, I, and that stuck forever. I was always VIP after that. I mean, <laughs> VIP in Justin Timber like a year ago. You know what I mean? <laughs> I am VIP all the time. Um, so, oh, yeah. So going back to R. Kelly. Yeah, it was, it was deeply disturbing. Uh, it was very long documentary. Um, if you want to horrify yourself, definitely watch it. They have it on I demand. don't want to horrify horrifying myself. Day. It's just sad, oh. and it's just, uh, you know, but his money will deplete um, because what's happening is this halt, once this came out, this documentary, um, people are pulling their music, they're yeah. canceling his shows, and when he runs out of money, that's what happens. You run out of money, then all the people that are protecting you and the girls that are staying with you will leave. Goodbye. 
and then it'll all just fall apart. But you know, it's just a sad situation. That's what happened to uh, yeah, but he wasn't molesting girls. No, no, he wasn't molesting her, but uh, when the money part. Well, when the money goes, well, yeah. that's what happens. When the yeah, money goes, money the part. people supporting you, they go. I mean, that's yeah. money. You're surrounded by an entourage because they're getting paid. Right. Yeah, they're getting paid. When the people, breaks, you have an entourage. You have all these a whole bunch of people that go everywhere with you and do everything for you. And you have to remember, too, I mean, uh, I worked in the, in the music business, too. And, I mean, the things I would hear and the things I would see... Um, it, it would make yours, you know, it's, it's funny. I was on the phone with my friend Nancy and we were talking about, oh yeah, she's going to talk to us about Dr. Phil. Oh, that's right. And, and I forgot that I have to get that, um, taken care of because it finally did air her episode. Oh, so, okay. So, so she's free to discuss. Free to discuss. We'll Got talk it. about that. But, um, we were talking about things and I was saying all these stories to her of things that I'd seen and, you know, and she was like, you can write a book. And I said, probably. Cause boy. I saw a lot. Um, so when I see the stuff with R. Kelly, I'm like, eh. I wasn't surprised or shocked. I wasn't. I don't know. Was that bad? I really wasn't. I was like, yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just so unaware of stuff. I mean, you've said this before. You know, when, when we work together, you know, you'd be like, well, didn't you hear about fill in the blank? What, what are you talking about? Yeah, you never, you were I just, oblivious. You, just <laughs> don't even, like, you have your head down. You're like, what? I, I just do what I there do. There was a big fire and the warehouse burned down. Did you see it? Wait, no. what? Which warehouse? Where? Yeah. yeah. Well, my yeah. my dad was even. I had to take him uh, up to an appointment this, today, and we had and I had an appointment myself, and it was a whole day. But we, with him in the car and his hearing aids in that he could hear, <laughs> he was a little conversational. I, this is going back to like I'm I, here again. I'm in high school. I might have been might have been sixteen. He worked for a bank up in Colonia. Okay. Um, and one of the customers had uh, had the liquor locker. Um, the what? The liquor locker. <laughs> Booze. Liquor. Not lick her. No, you said no. No, that's actually not what I was thinking. <laughs> what were you thinking? What did I, I say? I heard you say liquor blocker. No, the liquor locker. I heard liquor blocker. Incorrect. Circle gets the square. Okay, and then I'm going to say this. What is a liquor locker? It's a liquor store. It's the name of a liquor store. It was called the liquor locker. The liquor, the liquor locker. That's not like the name of the store. Yeah. All right. Well, you okay. lost me there. So. Well, All right, keep no, going. No, I don't know what the hell's going on. I, so roll with it. it. We we would have we would have um, like two and a half weeks off in March, and I'm 16 years old. My dad's like, listen, you're not sitting around for two and a half weeks doing Lord knows what. Mr. Gottlieb said you could come and work at the liquor locker, um, stocking shelves. <laughs> you know, keeping keeping the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I wish there was a locker for me. Never mind. Um, <laughs> There'd be mutual licking going on somehow, but we don't quite know. Um, you can work at the liquor store. Better. It's, no, John, yes. it's a good thing there's not an up in front of liquor. <laughs> well, if they had rubber balls and liquor, I mean, you know. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so, so I'm working at the at, at Mr. Gottlieb's liquor store, named for a locker. And uh, after the after spring break was over, I would also work there occasionally, like on weekends. Okay, I'm 16 years old. I could use a little walking around money. Why not? Okay. All of a sudden. We get a phone call. This is up. This is up in Edison. There's okay, peanut butter in my book. Um, up in Edison, toward uh, toward you know, Colonia and all this. Okay, 
get a phone call that the Edison police, this is, I don't know how many months later, the Edison police want, want a word with me because there was a robbery and uh, it happened during the time that I worked there. Money was ripped off. Now, what I remember is that we went to the Edison police station, they strapped me up on a polygraph, asked me about a half an hour's worth of questions, we got up, left, and went home. And that was the end of that, okay? Um, what I didn't know is who stole this money. From the liquor locker. From the liquor locker, okay? <laughs> How much money it was, when exactly it happened, because you know what? Here again, I'm not paying attention to stuff like that. That stuff, stuff like that didn't didn't appeal to me. You certainly didn't forget the name of the liquor locker. How could you? How could you forget the name of the liquor locker? Okay, and Mr. Gottlieb, fine Lutheran boy, I'm sure who owned it. But so so then, when I find out today, a guy I went to the Wardlaw Hartridge School with, um, his father was on the board of directors for a, 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 one or two local area banks. He wanted to hire my dad as a, as one of the managers for the bank. Of the liquor locker. No. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Down the street from said. Liquor locker. Yep. Um, and all of a sudden, he wasn't able to because I was being questioned about this whole robbery business, which I had no part of. I had no one. Again, I was oblivious to all of this. Including the fact that my buddy Rob's dad was going to hire my dad as one of the managers for the bank and then didn't because, well, his son's being looked at it because he might be a ne'er-do-well. Because I never, and I wasn't. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm just listen, oblivious to this stuff. A, A, I still can't stop thinking about the liquor, liquor locker. locker. <laughs> and B, I don't understand how we got from R. Kelly to this story. <laughs> Being oblivious to all oh, this oh, kind that's of right. stuff. Okay, got it. I am <laughs> just so... Because once you said liquor locker, I was done. I don't even know what... <laughs> you lost me. Well, I don't even know. After not, that word. Not unlike the old Budweiser <laughs> slogan, Tracy. Yeah. When you said liquor locker, you've said it all. Yeah. You just, uh, <laughs> yeah. That was it. I was like, I don't even know what you but said. But I'm just so that, oblivious so. to all this. What the hell do I know from R. Kelly You're getting weird with, with teenage girls? What do I know about Hef doing whatever at the Playboy Mansion well, I, years ago? I mean, a big fan of the magazine, but there's a thing. There's a thing that's been around for a very, very long time called the casting couch. Okay? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, this is the thing, and this is what I'm going to say. And and because you know I did some acting and you know I've, I've done some stuff. Thespian. I've done some. I'm a thespian, you know. But this is the thing. Is lesbian or thespian? No, thespian. <laughs> I have been a thespian too, Ruben. Sit now. That's going to cost you five minutes. Sit quiet. Fold your hands. <laughs> Keep it up, Jane. You're next. <laughs> so. <laughs> I don't know where we've gone wrong. So what, I don't know what the hell's going on right now. But what I can say is this. You know, going back to the, you know, the whole the Me Too movement and not me and, uh, you know, the Harvey Weinstein, the Bill Cosby's, um, the Kevin Spacey's, which I'm about to talk oh, about gee, as well because I watched that live streaming. Um, you know, R. Kelly. I mean, I if, honestly, I even know celebrities who did things that have it has not come out to the press that I'm aware of nope. due to my people I knew in the past. Um, and I know uh, this is the thing. I can tell you and say this confidently that at least 
and I'm talking about the males. I'm sure there's some females in there too, but right now I'm talking about the males. You know, a, a very large percentage of them has uh, done something inappropriate to the opposite sex, whether it be uh, asking for sexual favors, suggesting sexual things, um, trying to coerce the person to do things to them so that they can get a certain role or get in a certain movie or, uh, you know, like they said, Harvey Weinstein would always threaten them that they would never work in this town again. Well, Matt Lauer would get a certain Matt, job at NBC. I mean, Matt Lauer. I mean, it goes on and on and on. And these are just the ones we know about right. because people chose to come out about it. But a lot of people don't. They don't come out about it at all. And I can tell you, the one thing I do know about about a certain celebrity, that person would never come out about it. I, and I know that. Um, so there, these are things we just know about. But I can tell you that that whole casting couch, you'll never work in this town again, there's a reason that, that, that that's been in existence since since movies have been movies. For 100 years. There's always been. And, and because the world is changing and, and you know, attitudes have changed and it's no longer okay to say if you don't you know take care of me you're not going to be in a movie but you can't do that anymore no. but there was a time where that was an accepted behavior well it was just and people just seem the way to forget that like just like everything this is inappropriate this is inappropriate this is inappropriate understandably but you have to understand that in the 40s the 50s the 60s the 70s most of the 80s. Mm -hmm. I mean, for decades, this kind of behavior, it was okay to ask for sexual favors. It was okay to sleep your way to the top. Uh, Madonna admittedly says she slept with everybody well, they, to get they, to where she was. She says it herself. The ends justified she the means. Says it and it's all for fame and, for fame and fortune. Right. I mean, Madonna herself, in her own words, has said that she slept with a lot of people in New York to get the, her music played. I mean, she slept with the DJ who spun her record for the first time in a nightclub in New York, a very famous nightclub in New York. She slept with him. She slept with a lot of people. And, a, and she is not the only one. Madonna is one of the few who actually openly admits to saying, yeah, I did a lot of really nasty stuff, but right. look who I am now. I am one of the most famous women in the world because, oh yeah, I had to sleep with a few people to get there. <laughs> But you're not telling me that you don't think that happens all the freaking time? No, all I tell you what. All the freaking time? Tracy, all the time? It doesn't matter if it does. it's market number one or market number 270 for whatever reasons. I have seen it. I have almost been, now the other way, sucked into it, you know. Come on, John. Hey, right. On, you know, and this what, is on, what about, you're talking about a college level. You're no, just no, no, talking, no, no, no. Oh, no, no. Why, you're, oh. I'm talking about uh, I'm talking about professional. I'm talking about professional. I'm talking about the In broadcast. the radio business? Uh -huh. oh, okay, that's what I'm asking. Okay. Okay. Um, I, you know, I, I, sure. I, I, I've almost, <laughs> and I'm like, uh, no, got hoodwinked into, sure. Hey, so, hey, ha, 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 ha. Sure. You know, and how about that such and such of a why don't we, why don't we you know, see if uh, we go on Dr. Phil? And I'm like, you know what? If it helped to fix it, let's do it. Well, it didn't happen, and it, we, we didn't make the cut, but what have you. But this, it, it would be interesting. Interesting. Well, anyways, she will, uh, I think we're going to do it next week. But, yeah, yeah. She, uh, she didn't know it was on the air. But anyway, 
So but yeah, seeing these things, you know, so you know, me me being one of the uh, one of the management out there, you know, and market two hundred and seventy. So John, what about you know zoom, zoom, zoom account? You know, that's not being handled properly, or is always a problem. I could take care of that for you. Wink, wink, rub, rub. Whoa, whoa, what are you doing, married guy? Knock it off, okay? And I've also seen it too, where some of my colleagues have. Uh, enjoyed some uh, moments with some uh, with some folks who uh, were looking to benefit in whatever way shape manner or form or to keep the position that was not the but keep their keep their job you I was know? watching like, what are you uh, doing come on you know what don't tell me I don't want to know on MTV last night they had the premiere of the new Lindsay Lohan reality show and oh, I don't know if, so Lindsay Lohan's kind of been out of the spotlight for a while because you know she went through a some pretty hectic things, some drinking and driving, is some jail right? time. Some, is that where she's been? And she just kind of went out of the... <laughs> what? Huh? What? Rehab. Yeah, she's been in. <laughs> Among other things, I mean. But so she ended up, you know, moving away from the United States, and she actually moved to Dubai, and she lived in oh, Dubai, Dubai. Uh, for a number of years, and then she decided to open up a nightclub in Mykonos, Greece. And she owns her own nightclub and her own uh, part of uh, island in Mykonos. And uh, so she is doing a reality show there. And she uh, hired a whole bunch of American kids, um, young people, to work in her nightclub. And now they made it a reality show. Um, So I watched it last night. What are we thinking? And, uh, well, you know. (laughs) <laughs> I've never, I, you know, God bless. I've never been a big Lindsay Lohan fan. I like, you know, I like Mean Girls. That's a great film. But that's because it was written by, you know, SNL people. That's why I right. liked it. But, um, like, uh, you know, um, Tina Fey, she actually wrote uh, Mean Girls, which is why I love that movie. But I've never been a big fan of hers. And I honestly, I was surprised at the way she looks because she looks... I felt she looked much older than she really is because she's only right now she's only like thirty four and she doesn't. Well, living like hard that. like that she, ages she you. We talked about yeah, this yeah, a few yeah, weeks yeah, ago. She looks older, but the weird thing, and this is what made me think about it, what we we're just talking about, because so in the very first episode, so she has this guy, and he's actually a promoter from Vegas. She had him here in Mykonos and hired him to be a promoter for her club. Now they're giving him a speech, and they said, "Listen." Whatever a customer wants, a customer gets, because it's all about money. It's all about them spending money. And the more money we can get out of them, the better. So whatever they want, you give to them no matter what. That's what he said, right? Wow. Okay. So this woman comes in, apparently a high roller, rich lady, very attractive Greek woman. She comes in, and the, the promoter from Vegas, they say to him, hey, you have to take care of her and give her everything she wants. Because she's a high roller, she'll spend a lot of money. So what does he do? He ends up hooking up with her. Oh. Now he's supposed to be working, and the girl was like, you're hot. You're so hot. You're so hot. Kiss me. He's like, so then, you know, they do those cutaways. He's like, well, she's hot. She wanted me to kiss her. And they said, give her whatever she wants. Who's the victim? Who's the victim? Come on. Now here's my thing. (laughs) Here's my thing. So... He kisses her, fondles her, whatever he does. And then she was so happy. She spent a ton of money. And the, the pro, Lindsay Lohan's guy who works with her was like, so good. So good. You're so good. I'm so proud of you. You gave her everything she wanted. That's what she wanted. I gave, you gave it to her. That's what you're supposed to do. And then I thought 
to myself, hmm, self, self <laughs> what if the promoter was a woman and the customer was a guy? Oh. And what if, would they say to that woman, hey, give him everything he wants so that he spends money? And if he did, would that be appropriate? Like, it was like such a role reversal. And even the girls were like, oh, well, he can do that. Why can't, you know, we can't do that. And I found that so fascinating because they were like, give him, give her whatever she wants. He's like, well, she wants me to hook up. I'm going to hook up. Yeah. Wow. But if it was the other way around, if you were saying to a woman, well, yeah. if he wants something, yeah. and what if he says, I want a BJ? Do you give it to him? Because he's he spending a whole bunch of money at the club. I just thought, like, the double standard there was, like, kind of messed up. Yeah. And I'm like, wait a second. Wait wait a second. And that just goes back to, like, the man-woman thing. Like, well, it's okay it for a... It's okay for him to make out with that yeah. lady because Lindsay Lohan told him to. But well, if it when was the guy a guy, does it? You know, what? he's he's a he's a he's cool. Yeah. So gal does it. She's a slut. I like was like so fascinated yeah. by that that they commended him for hooking up with the rich girl who spent yeah. money in the club. They commended him and they said, "We're so proud of you. You did exactly what we wanted you to do. Exactly what you." And then the girls are like, "Oh, okay. What? Wait a second. Because let me tell you something. If a guy came in and he was a high roller and they said, oh, you have to give him whatever he wants. And be, if they didn't, they'd be, be the like, oh, ranch. you're disappointed. You're <laughs> a disappointment. It would be the bunny ranch. That's, a, that's what it would yeah, turn you're into. You're a disappointment. You're a disappointment. You go now. I don't understand that. That just totally floored me. And I don't know if anybody anybody watched that show. I wish we had somebody calling in because I would love to hear somebody else's opinion. But I found that really, like, effed up. Speaking I did. Call, speaking of calling in, don't forget, 609-807-2492. So that was... 609-807-2492. We're on the phone and on the line. That was yeah. Lindsay Lohan's new uh, new show. Yeah. Um, and I am going to circle back because I need to... Because I wrote notes because I had so much to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> I can talk forever. Liquor locker. <laughs> yeah, liquor locker. Liquor so locker. I watched the streaming court appearance of uh, Kevin, Spacey. Kevin Spacey. What the hell? I did watch it live. Uh, I did. It's it's, it's so, like continued, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, it's continued. Postponed? Well, it wasn't, it wasn't a trial. It it wasn't. A, he had to appear appearance. because they have to decide whether to bring it to trial. That's the whole point. Here's what's killing me. There's gonna there's gonna be a trial with a jury of his peers on Nantucket. Mm, there will be none. But we don't even know if it's gonna go to trial. Ugh. We don't know if it's gonna go to trial. Um, because they have to obtain that. So apparently, there were text messages between Kevin Spacey and the the gentleman. Little buddy. By the way, he's not a little boy. He is a was a you know I he think was 18, a, wasn't he? 18, 17 or eighteen. He was a he was a man. I mean, but you know, <sighs> supposedly said he was twenty three, or supposedly told Kevin Spacey correct he was twenty three. Correct. And he oh, happens to be the son of a news reporter, and oh, that right. didn't play out too well. But, you know, this is my thing about Kevin Spacey, and this is what I'm going to say. And by no means don't let anybody take this as I'm condoning bad behavior. I am not, but I play devil's advocate. I like to look at both sides. You know, I, I, I like to look. Because, you know what? I, 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 I support all women. I don't believe in battery. I don't believe in sexual harassment, all that stuff. However, sometimes I have to question, you know, what's going on Ulterior as far as on the male motive, side. So to speak. Right. Got it. And Got it. With, this is with Kevin Spacey. This is the thing. So I used to watch Kevin Spacey, you know, years ago when American Beauty came out, one of my favorite films. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I've seen a lot of his work. 21? I think he's a wonderful actor. That was a good movie. He has a lot of good movies he's done. Winter, Winter Chicken Dinner. Sure. But what I always remembered is every time I would see an award show, whether it be the Golden Globes, the People's Choice, the Oscars, whatever, Kevin Spacey never, ever, ever had a woman, a female date with him. Is that right? Ever. Never noticed. Never. Wow. Never noticed. I did. Again, oblivious. When he did have a female with him, it was his mom. He brought his mom actually to a, a lot of appearances. And I was fascinated by that because I said to myself, I know, self, I know that Kevin Spacey is gay. I know this. I knew this from a long time ago. I knew this from a long time ago. So, bye, Ruth. I got to go to this place. I'm going to do some sound effects for them. All right. Thank you. Bye. Love you. Bye. So, Kevin Spacey. So, this is my thing. You know, there was a time when if you were a very well-known actor getting paid a lot of money, or actress for that matter, and you were gay, you kept yourself in the closet. Mm -hmm. Because it was considered damaging when you would come out as a homosexual. Um, I mean, perfect example, Rock Hudson. I mean, Rock Hudson... We didn't tell nobody. We didn't know he was gay till he died of AIDS. No, he was like nope. a studly guy. Nobody knew. Nobody knew. And there were a lot of men <clears throat> back in those days who were gay and did not come out because they were afraid to, uh, you know, hurt their careers. Of course. And that went on to like very recently. I oh, mean, it's yeah. only very recently that, that men have been comfortable and women are comfortable to come out and say, yes, I'm gay and don't feel any repercussions, uh, you know, for, for their their celebrity for their career kevin spacey i think you know he kept it to himself i think he kept himself in the closet um you never ever ever saw him out and about ever you never saw him you never saw stories about him in gay clubs you never saw stories about him with men uh anybody and you know people start questioning is he gay is he asexual all those things but i my take on this whole thing with his self with guys and there's more than one boy apparently there's quite few boys he likes young boys okay. and i don't mean pre i don't no, mean no, no. like little boys younger, i mean younger, he likes 20 younger year adult boys. men younger adult men i take this is my take and you know sorry crucify me for it but this is my take i think because he felt the need to keep himself repressed as a homosexual man and keep himself in the closet in order to save his career or, or you know, preserve his career. Further his career. Or further yeah. his career. And he played himself as a, you know, straight man. I mean, uh, he always had, he had romantic interest in his films. Sure. Uh, female. I think that there was a part of him that was very repressed and he had no outlet. And I think, you know, the fact that he wasn't able to be openly gay... Um, I think he had to do everything behind closed doors and in secret. And I think that led to his destruction is because ultimately, now that everybody's coming out with stuff, like all these sexual things that are happening, Mm -hmm. it's all coming back to haunt him. Because I think that if this all didn't come apart, this whole Me Too and everything that's going on right now, I don't think we would have found out about Kevin Spacey. No, I don't think so I don't think so. I think eventually Kevin Spacey would have came out on his own and it would have been known that he was a, a you know gay man, and it would have been like, oh, he's gay. Okay, thanks, bye. But I think he was a very repressed man who the only way he could express himself sexually was doing things in secret. And, how old, how old and that's, guy that's is my he? take. Oh, God, he's in his 50s. 
50s? Yeah. It definitely is 50s. I'm trying to think because I think they mentioned, and I was watching something uh, the other night, where they said he, I, I think, mid to late 50s. So he's only yeah. a couple few years older, you know, yeah, than, than see, we yeah. are. Right. But you know what? That, again, goes back to he's not somebody who's in his 20s or 30s, even 40s, who was right. like, okay, I'm gay, big deal, here I am. Right. Okay? He's he's maybe toward the tail end, kind of like I'm, I'm, I was born in October of 64, which makes me literally the last two and a half months of the baby boom. I think where that other business is concerned about it being perceived as okay to talk about I'm gay, I'm this, I'm what, I'm not. He's to the tail end of that yeah. generation to where right. I'm just going to tamp that down because I want to further my career Correct. and then just let it let it be until I'm good and goddamn right. ready. And he was never good and goddamn ready. Yeah, and then yeah. all of a sudden, boom, this thing comes out. Right. You know, whether it was mutually uh, well, we'll con- find consensual out. or not, who knows? Who knows? But, but, but I think this is the climate now. I, and yeah. I think it's what's happening is because you have an actor with money, you're going to have these men, these young men, Come out and oh, yeah. say, oh, yeah, he fondled me, he touched me, this, that, this. And I think it's because of the climate we're in right now. Well, you're going to just like the I, casting couch. The status quo has changed. The status quo this has cat- changed. The status quo has changed. You and go back exactly. to 19, what's it, uh, 2019. You go back to 1989, 1979, and to a lesser degree, 1999. But you go back to 89, 79, 69, 59, da 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 Hey, you want to get a little something for yourself? Sure. You want to get a little something for yourself. And those yourself, stories you know were everywhere. Those stories yeah, were oh, everywhere. Please. I mean, you can't swing a dead cat in right. Hollywood without running into a story like that. Same thing with the coming out. Right. Okay? Right. It was, you know, up, up, like you said, up until, I don't know, I'm going to even say the last 10, 15 years. I'm not even going to go back to 99. I want to say the last 10, maybe 15 years at most has it become oh, reasonably okay and then okay. Well, your career and, isn't threatened no, anymore. Well, that's what like I mean. it was. It right. was reasonably okay. Well, right. You got to do it right. right. Then it was okay. And now it's acceptable. Right. Okay. That's fine. And even sometimes... And this, this as a straight guy, kind of, and again, this is just me being me, this kind of chaps me that, you know, that everybody's praised for being, quote unquote, what they are. I'm straight. He's gay. She's straight. She's gay. So what? Yeah. So yeah, what? Yeah, I don't give a crap. You know, I, just be a good person. Here's the, here's that's my the, thing. Yeah, are you part of the yeah, solution? Don't kill anybody. You know, that's my thing. I, I don't care, care who you sleep I with. Just don't just, kill people. I could not care any less. <laughs> my you know, standards are pretty. Uh, well, <laughs> here it is, and you, you probably heard this. Heard me say this before. I don't care what you look like. I don't care where you're from. I don't care where your people were originally from. I don't care where you worship. I don't care who you hang around with, unless they're other jerk off dill holes, then don't hang around them. Um, I don't care who you like. I don't care who you love. I don't, okay? I really don't. But if I'm not about any of those things, please don't attempt to jam it down my throat, shove it in my face. Right. Just don't. Just know that, you know, I, I and I have, and I have um, folks who I have known who... Uh, you know, what, 30, 35 years ago, um, real tight with, uh, and, you know, literally and figuratively, almost brothers. Well, you know, guess what? They've since come out, and man, I don't care. Dude, are you happy? I'm very happy. Is everybody happy by you? Everybody's happy by us, and that's all I care right. about. You know what? 
you're the same guy to me as you were 35 years ago. I right. don't care. But, but don't be a jerk off about it. Right. That's the big thing. You're either part of the part of the positivity or you're part of the the aggravation. Don't be part of the aggravation. Do what you want. I, I God love you. Please have fun. Do good things, but don't be part of the aggravation. But Just unfortunately, don't. in Hollywood and in the entertainment field, you know, it was such a, a stigma oh, to be yeah. considered homosexuals, especially when you're a leading man. Uh, you know, in films, they go, yeah. well, she can't tell anybody because, you know, you're you're with a woman in this film. You're the lead in American Beauty, and you're supposed to be uh, well, again, in love with this young girl. Again, and, you know, we Hudson. can't let people know that you're gay. I can remember my mother saying to my father on a Saturday evening, John, is there anything good on TV tonight? Well, Nancy, I think the uh, I think the, uh, the the McMillan wife, you know, with Rock Hudson is on. Oh, I like him. Oh, sure. he's, oh he's something. Oh. So they would sit and watch Rock and Hudson and McMillan and Wife it's back in the money. 70s. And my mother would sit there, you know, quietly to herself being like, yeah. And it's all about money. It's about profit. Well, of course. So if Kevin Spacey can make profit for being a leading man. Have a party. Get him in there. But if it hurts their profitability, then they don't want anything to do with it. And that goes back to what I was saying is that I think Kevin Spacey was a repressed homosexual man. And that's it. And, it's a shame because and, I don't think he's a bad dude. No, and I, don't I think know for this sure, is all catching up because of the climate we're in today. It's all catching up with ah, him. All the yeah, little secrets yeah. he had in the closet because he couldn't come out openly is now all coming out. Now this kid, going back to this kid, yeah, and I say kid, but he wasn't a kid. He was young a young man. man. Um, you know the story is, okay. and this is this is why I got pushed is because they want to get. Apparently there were text messages or sexting between Kevin Spacey and this this person. Uh, but from what I understand, first of all, the kid was in a bar, told Kevin Spacey he was twenty three, right. Um, when in fact he was like 17, I think, or 18. What are you doing in a bar anyway? And then tuck it. But anyways, that's neither here nor there. And apparently Kevin Spacey put his hand down this child's or person's boy's man's pants and fondled his genitalia. And that's that's where we're at. Now, you know, I, I just I, I just think it's all catching up to Kevin Spacey. And I think if Kevin Spacey was permitted to be an openly gay man None of this would go. I don't like think this. it would have been like this. No, I don't. Uh-uh. I just don't think it was. And that's just my take on it. I might be completely wrong, but again, you know, don't crucify well, and, me for and my perception opinion. Perception is but reality, just, Tracy. I mean, his perception may well have been that. Ooh, I can't say anything because I don't want to ruin. The, I don't want to ruin my career. I'm a leading to, man. I don't want to derail I the play a husband train. to wives. I, House of Cards. This uh, thing House is on cards. fire, I, I, I man. I play a president, and I have a wife. I got a wife, and yeah. you know, and again, twenty-one, right. and American Beauty, and da da ba 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 ba. I don't want to derail the gravy train. Guess what? Right. Someone did it for you. Right. Had you come out and maybe taken the track down the siding a little bit, you wouldn't have derailed it. But right. you know, again, I think he may be. Part of that 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 previous generation, the tail end of that previous generation, if not in age, certainly in mindset, to where, ooh, I can't say anything. Right. Sure I'm gonna, I'm gonna and and that's just the thing. That's the thing. And I mean, uh, he has the next hearing is going to be uh, March fourth in Nantucket, right. but he he is not scheduled to appear. They told him he didn't need to be there. Um, so his appearance has been waived. True. Um, and they have to look at all the text messages. I mean, they they're still digging to see you know the whole case and so on. But um, I don't know. I, I, you know. And so it goes. <sighs> like I, I said, if I if I had heard that Kevin Spacey was with little 
you know, toddlers and six-year-olds and 10-year-olds, I would have a completely different outlook. But, you know, a part of me feels, like I said, I just think... uh, I think there's two sides to this story, and I just think... I mean, not for nothing. It would be like if some some well-known actor, actress, whatever, okay, somebody on the silver screen or the small screen, um, for example, was, you know, goofing around over a New Hope. Mm -hmm. P.S., you know, Pennsylvania, for those of you from out of the state. P.S., New Hope is, is, is known for a lot of things. New Hope and Ivyland Railroad, by the way. Oh yeah, a lot of great shopping, a lot of great shopping, a lot of cool little areas to and and and, and entertainment. But you know, there, there's a there's a notable gay community there too. Okay. Well, you know, in the Cape, where this is Nantucket, is part of Cape Cod. Um, there's another island called P Town, and it's Province Town, but they call it yeah. P Town, and that is is predominantly gay population there. So Nantucket's very well known for that. Well, and so it goes. So, I mean, and that kind of you know, I mean, again, what, what if somebody's just you know, saying? Ramming around over a new hope, you know, uh, Joe actor or Josephine actress, and comes across somebody who, uh, you know, is, I don't know, 25 years their junior, if they're saying they're mid 50s, and all of a sudden there's a connection. Mm. Oh, to to a point, you can't, you kind of can't help who you're attracted to. Right. You can, but you really kind of can't, okay? Yeah, I don't know. It's just you know what. Just I'm looking forward to do seeing your thing, uh, have fun. What's happen don't here. be a part of the problem. And you know what? In this day and age, you just thought. But too, I mean, that just he's think about it. To come, his whole, come clean, come his whole career is is gone now. Oh, I mean, they yeah. they fired him from House of Cards. Yeah. I mean, they they removed him from any film. He was supposed to do a couple films. They're right. all gone now. His entire career was completely damaged. And I just. I don't know. For now, mark, uh, here, you know, here, mark I'm the just, day, date, uh, and time. I don't know when, Trace, but 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 I'm going to say at some point in the not horribly distant future, he's going to surface again because America likes a comeback. America loves a comeback. Tiger Woods. Yeah, I love Tiger Woods, y'all. There you go. Okay. It didn't even bother me. And for, and First of all, t- all Tiger Woods was guilty of is sleeping with a lot of chicks. Period. <laughs> That's it. I don't know what the big deal was. I really don't. I'm sorry. Yeah, he cheated on his wife. They all and who doesn't? I mean, you know, I there's know. a lot of just like, a lot of golf balls in Tiger's bag. Know. Of course, he hadn't deal? had his putter out for a while. So if you know what? what I, mean. <laughs> I don't know. That's Tiger. That that story kills me every time because you know why it kills me? Because damn, he was such a good golfer, yeah. and he and I really really liked him as an athlete. And and yes, he cheated on his wife. And he cheated a lot with a lot of people. This is true, absolutely. He cheated a lot, but he didn't kill anybody. He didn't. He didn't he molest didn't little anybody. children. He didn't, he didn't rape anybody. I mean, he, these were willing partners, and they destroyed him. Destroyed him. And now and he's he, he lost he's everything for what? Because he he I liked know. to have sex with a lot of women. He cheated on his wife. So what? That's they all do it. Mudslinging yellow. Leave Tiger alone, it. mother effers. Hey, people, leave Tiger alone. <laughs> Back to the wall. <laughs> women are gonna hate me. I'm not. A, am I not being a supportive of the female by doing that's, that? No, that's that's not. I that's don't not know. It at all. It, it's, am I wrong? I guess. No, he, no, no. I don't know. Here's what it is. Here's what it is. Okay, let's go back to the name of the show. What's the name of the show? Real Town. Thank you. Okay, we're you're gonna hear Hi. the real skinny out of this know. mouth, out of that mouth, and no one's saying you have to agree with it. But we're not here to you know poke a hornet's nest and then watch everybody get stumped. We're just here to talk about it. 
I just know that I think Tiger Woods got screwed. Well, <laughs> if, you, if you know what I mean. You know what and you know, I mean. there once was a man from Nantucket, by the way. I know. I, I heard that. I heard that one a couple of times already. Yeah, but um, so I on on um, Black Friday, I was like, "What am I going to buy? I want to buy something." Why's it got to be black? You know, I didn't, I didn't name it Black Friday. So I decided to get the Ring doorbell. Now, do you know the ring doorbell? I do. Oh, boy, do I love this thing. That's the video doorbell, right? Oh, you don't even know. You don't even know. If you don't have that, buy it. I don't know. That thing is fantastic. I'll tell you what. Okay. A, I love the story of it. I don't know if you know that, but the the founder of the ring doorbell actually went to Shark Tank initially and presented it to Shark Tank, and the four of them were like, nobody ain't going to want that. No, we don't. No, there's too many competition. Uh, bah, bah, bah. So nobody invested. <laughs> In what? Well, I don't know. So he takes it. He goes to another, you know, person, whatever. Ends up getting in some investment. It starts to take off. Amazon buys it for like five point three million dollars no. or some crap like that. So Amazon now owns it. He's he made he's he made off like crazy. He has some share in it. He's making millions of dollars. Nice. Shark Tank. You're so smart. Um, so here's the thing that I, I bought this thing because um, where I live I have an awning and the awning when you look out my window because I'm on a top floor when I look out the window I can't see who's at my door right. I can't see I have no idea so I gotta guess and I don't like that I mean you know and I don't like going to my door opening the door to find out who it is I don't like it so I said I'm gonna buy this ring doorbell I wanna see how this works I am obsessed with this thing I watch it religiously like all day at work i can't stop watching <laughs> now here's the crazy thing that i love number one you can see everything in front of your door not just people coming to your door but just people walking so by your door view, and it's a wide view nice. and so it has a motion sensor oh. so when people walk by my phone goes I love it. And I go, oh, my God, who's at my door? Now it has audio. It's Barnacle Bill the Sailor. It has audio. <laughs> so I can hear conversations in front of my doors. People are talking like, yeah, oh, yeah, blah, 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 blah. I see people coming home at 5 in the morning. It's fantastic. The walk of it's shame. It's fantastic. <laughs> I am upset. No, let me tell I watch this thing crazy. I am crazy. I watch it all day. Gabby, Gabby. Oh, I can see people dropping off patches. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> no, I'm obsessed. I love this thing so much. I mean, I, I, I don't even know what to do with myself. I love it so much. I'm like, I recommend this highly. So now, and then here's another thing. This is even great. It's like the, the voyeur in me has been exposed 100%. Because, to the world. Oh, to the world. Because not only can I watch what's going on at my door. Now, here's the other thing. There's a neighborhood watch. Oh. Now, what you can do is see what's going on in other people's houses, too. <laughs> It's beautiful. So, so I can go on my neighborhood. Snoopy watch. McVoyerson, everybody. Oh, there yes. she is. <laughs> and I can see, like you know, and and you know, obviously you have to give permission that people see. But you, most people open up because they want people to look out for themselves. We're looking out for each other. Well, we watch each other's neighborhood. We, we're course. watching the neighborhood. Right. So then it'll be like somebody stole a package in Trenton. We see your face, bitch. We got you. Mm-hmm. We got you. Oh, and even says there's a fire. Tells me when there's a fire. Tells me where the police are. Tells me and then, look at this guy at my door. Who's that? Does anybody know who that is? I don't know who that is. I mean, it is the most fantastic creation on the planet. Tracy, you can yep. also talk to the people. You at can the door. talk to the people at and the they door. Think you're at the door. Yes. And guess what? I'm at work. Yeah, that's cool. I'm at work. So I'll go, what you want? <laughs> and they'll say, I'm here. I'm, I want to sell you some. Get away. Go away. And then they're like, okay, <laughs> bye. And they leave. 
dude, I don't care. I wish I was that smart. This ring guy, God bless you, because you made my life a whole lot better because I love the ring. So, that being said, I saw a video today, <laughs> and not on my ring, but it was, actually on, it was actually on the news. But a ring doorbell in another state, uh, I think it was Florida, caught a man licking the doorbell for oh. three hours. Yeah, the intercom. <laughs> The intercom. He was looking at the intercom. You three, see that? Uh, no, it was the doorbell. The he was, doorbell? He was looking at the doorbell. Ah, for three ah, hours. No. Three hours. And <coughs> you see him doing it. He's a three licking hour away. Lick. A three away. hour lick. No, he's licking it for three hours. And I thought his girlfriend must be so happy. Annabella, his girlfriend. Oh, I just made that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anna Banana. Fofan. But I mean, like three out, three hours licking a doorbell. That's terrible. Why? Three hours. Well, because he's crazy. Great, great. Guess what? You can watch it. You can watch it. <laughs> I can watch it. So you it's watched fantastic. the guy licking the thing for three hours. Well, I didn't watch it. For That's three insane. Hours. I watched for like. Um, Two minutes. (laughs) But I'm like, wow. But this, I'm telling you, I highly recommend this. I would like to be a spokesperson for Ring. Anybody anybody wants to sponsor my show, Ring? Ring? Let me tell you something. I am a huge advocate for Ring. If you don't have Ring, you got to get it. Big fan. First of all, how much was it? Now, here's How much was it? Guess how much? Yeah. Black Friday. $99. Worth every penny. And they have like... Huh? How hard to install? I installed it myself. You just mount it up there, it's all? Mount it up, that's it. And then you, you get the app. Sync it with the app. Sync it with the app. You're done. Wow. You're done. That's beautiful. Science. You're done. It's fantastic. It's fantastic. Fantastic, then. Now, not only that, I have a dog walker who comes and walks my dog while I'm at work. I can see when she walks in, what time. How long she takes my dog out when she walks back in my house, and then I have a camera in my house. Oh. I can watch. Let me tell you, this is. I'm t- oh my god! I Trust love me, verify. it. I love it. I love it, and I'm glad because I timed it, and she walks my dog for 20 minutes, so I'm very happy. That's so she's good. well paid. Because of course, my my big thing was like, what if they're only like taking her out to pee? And, like yeah, and then bring her right yeah. back in. Boom, boom, yeah. You know, but yeah, she's in 20 minutes, so that's yeah. good. But I'm telling you, the ring doorbell. <laughs> but if anybody's licking it, you know, Purell, so like, uh, you know please, Lysol, yeah. hello? No. <laughs> what else can we talk about? I got so much here. We got three minutes. Well, let's talk about the Pop new music. movie. So, Jordan Peele, who wrote the movie, directed the movie Get Out. I don't know if anybody saw that movie. I did. Such a good movie. Get Such a good out. movie. Get, get Out. Um, too bad I can't say, babe. Um, so he has a new movie coming out. I'm going to promote it, and I'll tell you why. Um, so the movie's called Us, and uh, oh, yeah, it promo. is coming out. Yeah, the promo was crazy. And it actually, the release date got pushed to March. I think it was supposed to come out this month, but it's been pushed to March. Um, but I recommend everybody see this movie um, because one of the characters in there is played by my former student. Oh. Yes, my former vocal student Ta-da. that I taught for like a year, vocals. And uh, her name's Kara Hayward, and I will plug everything she does because uh, uh, I love her. And, uh, you know, That's I taught cool. her. And I'm so proud of her because she's yeah. like in a major film. She actually, her first film was uh, Moonrise Kingdom, which is a Wes Anderson film. And... Um, I remember the audition because I remember her mom told me she quit my class to audition for that film. Wow. So her mom said, uh, well, not to audition for that once she got the film, but her mom told me, you know, Kara's auditioning for this film and it's called Moonrise Kingdom and, 
And I said, okay, great. I thought it was like a student film, like, a, you know, one of those. So I said, oh, good for her. And her mom's like, oh, yeah, she got the lead. And she'd never acted ever, wow. ever in her life. And Wes just liked her look. And that's how she got the role. And I remember her mom emailed me and said she got the role. She said, Wes is so nice. And I'm thinking, nice. Wes? Wes? Why don't Wes? And I'm thinking, Wes? Wes Anderson? I'm like, holy crap, that's a major, major director. Yep. And sure enough, she was the lead in that film. And ever since then, she's been doing um, movies here and there, CSIs, all that stuff. So she's working her way up the, the ladder. But um, So now she's in this movie. It's going to be huge, this movie. Tara huge. Hayward. She was in Manchester by the Sea, too. She was in that film. Huh. Um, but she's, uh, I'm so proud of her. Good so, But her. this is a big film for her. And so I really want to push it. I, and I will continue to push it because... You know, I hope I contributed this much to her life. Well, I'm sure you did, so you have to push it. Because we it did. Well, we worked on stage presence, and that was a big thing me and her worked on. She was very, very shy, and she hated being in front of people. Oh. So it's very <laughs> funny to me. That's not good. That she is. Yeah, so we used to sing, and we and she'd be like, I really don't want to go on stage. She was so scared to go on stage. So it's so cool to see her go so far. I'm so proud of her, and I just, I, I will push everything and promote everything she does. So I wanted to, to make sure to mention that. And what else? Oh, yeah. We want to promote also Head to Head, which yes. is uh, a podcast. And they're actually, um, they're expanding. And they, uh, they have, right? yeah, and Chris actually called me. He wants us to be a part of that. So I'll talk to you. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But Chris and Scott, um, they are veterans. They have a podcast called Head to Head. Um, and they, you can find them on social media. It's a very, very good podcast. And um, You find them on YouTube. YouTube. Yeah. Um, you know, if, they're everywhere. If you or anyone in your family or your circle of friends uh, is, is a veteran of any ilk, young, old, however, from wherever, they do very great work um, in, in helping veterans with just stuff that needs that needs to be tended to from assimilating back into society as a civilian once you come off of active duty to just anything that you need help with from one veteran to another scott jellyman and chris jackson two top shelf quality guys mm -hmm. who are veterans and we had them on our veteran uh, a salute to veterans show on right before veterans day a couple of months ago they um it's true homegrown and this i hate that this is so overused but it is the truth homegrown grassroots initiative this head to head h-e-a-d number two h-e-a-d head to head yeah really really good guys so, so a, a great resource information if not action for anybody that may be a veteran has a veteran in their family or in their circle of friends look them up please and thanks Anything, uh, anything I think that's about, anything you want to plug? I think that's about the size of it for right now, Trace. i got to tell you. Really? Yeah. It's, I, 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 well, you know something I don't? I don't know. Anything <laughs> we didn't uh, cover? Oh, yeah. So this is what I'm going to say. The Saints are going to kill the Eagles. I just wanted to say oh. that. That's my, my take on that. I say that right now. You know what? I just had a, had a friend of mine, again, an old, uh, an old radio colleague, uh, get a hold of me and said, curious as to what your picks are for the NFL divisional round this weekend. For my buddy uh, Steve Bergeson from The Patriots uh, and the Saints. Patriots and the Saints. Here's my thing. No Giants. No picks. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I'm a Patriots fan, so, you know, I'm always go Pats. Absolutely. Go Pats! I get it. I get but, it. But, uh, you know, I'm not an Eagles fan. I'm sorry, Philly people, but I am not. I just cannot do it. I'll support the Jets. I'll support the Giants. I will not. I am not an Eagles fan. So I'm really hoping the Saints will kick their ass. I've rooted. I'll say sorry. this. I've rooted and for the Saints. And they shouldn't have won against the Bears anyways. They just, that kick 
uh, just yeah. destroyed it anyway. The Bears shot themselves in the foot. They had chances and they didn't capitalize. Yeah, they just, I don't know. Parting what shot, you know what? I've rooted for the Saints ever since uh, Eli and Peyton's father. Uh, Archie was the quarterback down there, yeah. and Bunk Phillips was the was the um, uh, a head coach down there for a while. I liked him from his Houston days. And Earl Campbell ended up his career as a New Orleans Saint, as I believe did Kenny Stabler. So you know, I've always rooted for the Saints. They were the huge underdog for forever. So you know, if there's even half a pick, I'm going to say go G E A U X go Saints. But that's about as deep as I'm going to get. Other than that, give me some good games. That's right. about the size of it, kids. Seven Yay. o'clock. Yeah. We did it. We're back. We're, we're back. doing good things. We're hey, back. watch. And we're back. We're back. Back. Back in the Hamilton Radio Group. That was, that was bad. All right. right. Well. Let's More next time. Thing. Yes. That's it. Have a good week. You too. All right. Peace. And hair grease. See ya. Bye. Okay, guys, you're clear. What did you do? What? Oh, it's uh, not an engagement ring. No. <laughs> <laughs> no.